Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we're on page 88. We're going to finish the chapter into action by reading um, the last two paragraphs that begin, We Alcoholics Are Undisciplined, and ends entirely devoted to step 12. Today's readers, thank you for your service this Wednesday morning. 12 Steps, Carmela G, 12 Traditions, Mara Z. Readers of the text, Vanita L and Sherry D. Our newcomer greeter this morning is Anne Marie M. And our second hour host is Matt J.F. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 20,365. That's 20365. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,366. That's 20366. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Carmela G. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Carmela. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others, continued to take personal inventory 
and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you, Carmela G. And I will now ask Mara Z to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Mara Z recovered in Virginia, 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Mara Z. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 88. We're going to read and comment on the last two paragraphs of this page and chapter that begin, We Alcoholics Are Undisciplined, and end entirely devoted to step 12. And I will now ask 
Vanita L. to please begin reading. Vanita L. recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. So here we are on summer solstice, the longest day of the year, and we're finishing chapter six in the sixth month of the year. And I definitely, so I was quite disciplined in a certain way in my life. Um, I was very undisciplined emotionally and definitely with food. I just put food in my mouth whenever I wanted to. But this is saying the simple way we've just outlined. So in this chapter, we just went through steps five through 11. And so it's interesting to say in the simple way we have just outlined, which does seem simple to me after having done the steps multiple times. But I also know they can be incredibly challenging, especially for newcomers and still for me at times when I have to face things inside myself I don't want to. So step five, reverses, is a big humbling of the ego, right? Because we come out and we share like all the not very attractive things that we've done in our lives and the things we've thought. And being entirely ready to give up all our defects of character is formidable and then surrendering them and then making the list of people we have harmed is challenging, but we know we lose a lot of people on step nine or there's a lot of people who've completed the steps and never did all of their amends. And I still find amends that I need to do for things um, in the past that come to mind. Step 10, I know, keeps us clean um, throughout the day. And then the three parts of step 11. And I was recently excited because I met a woman who was doing a really good, remarkable job of remembering God throughout the day which is the part of step 11 that I'm focusing the most on. So I found it really inspiring talking to her. But then it goes on, but this is not all. There's action and more action. Faith without works is dead. And then the next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12, right? Which is carrying this message to other compulsive overeaters. So one chapter did steps five through 11. And then an entire chapter is being devoted to 12 because it's so vitally important because it's, for me, um, working with other people is how I continually remember about the effects of the disease on me. And I'm also eternally grateful for having been relieved of those and also keeps me spiritually fit because I'm not self-centered I get to focus on other people but since we're all one of course the work they're doing is also the work that I'm doing and it keeps me spiritually fit so um yeah we're moving on to step 12 thanks thank you Benita L 
And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back this morning. And who would like to share on those last two paragraphs on page 88? Tina S. Tina. Trisha D. D. Georgia. Linda, Linda. somebody from Georgia. Trisha D. T-R-I-S-H-A. Thank you. Felicia Mm -hmm. S. from New Jersey. Felicia Felicia S. from New Jersey. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Joanne P. Say that again. Somebody P. Joanne. Joanne, thank you. One or two more? Okay, I have Tina S., Linda D., Trisha D., Felicia S., and Joanne P. Tina, you're up, followed by Linda D. Thanks so much, Lisa. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, two powerful paragraphs. And, you know, I just have to reference the above paragraph. It works. It really does. You know, and uh, and what a great lead share. You know, also, you know, I, I came here on... Disciplined in certain areas, but certainly undisciplined in emotions and spirituality, for sure. And, you know, um, and it says that we let God, you know, discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. You know, I'm so grateful for the instructions and the directions in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, because it gives me the opportunity one day at a time to be disciplined. Doesn't mean I am every day. But, you know, if I continue to do the stuff in the previous, in this paragraph that it talks about, if I continue, you know, to take my own inventory and to, you know, do the the 10th step and, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and 11 for sure, you know, but for me, the, the spiritual discipline came through um, the, the 11th step in here, you know, I'll, and, I, and all I did was really just read what was written in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, when I retire at night upon awakening and throughout the day, and then I have an opportunity to, to cultivate this relationship with a power greater than myself that I never had, and that does for me what I cannot do for myself, and, you know, if I do that on a regular basis, I am just amazed, you know, and I have this life beyond my wildest dreams, which I never, ever thought I'd live past 30 and I'm going to be 65. What a gift. What a gift. You know, and I love that it was also shared that, but this is not all. There's action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. And I was told, you know, in order for me to keep this thing, I had to give it away, you know. And so I'm really looking forward to the next chapter. But what what a great life that I live today by practicing these principles in in all my affairs and, and trying to be disciplined one day at a time. So really looking forward to the rest of the shares. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. And Linda D., you're up, followed by Tricia D. Good morning, everybody. This is Linda D. So very grateful, humbled, grateful to be recovered in Connecticut from this horrible disease. I have a life second to none, and it's got lots of challenges. And I I wouldn't have it any other way. There's no other way to grow. I think, um, unfortunately, I wish there was a simple way, but there isn't. Uh, the word that jumps out at me is discipline because 
from the era that I am from, discipline meant being punished. So I read this the first time like I'm being punished by God. That isn't what it means. It means trained. I'm being trained in a particular way. What is that particular way? Well, of course, it's the steps. So that I can have a relationship ultimately with this universal power that, for me, I call it God because <laughs> that's what it is, uh, proved to be. Um, this is a universal love. And this love has helped me beyond words, more than I can say, to clean out the wounds, the deep wounds that this um, disease inflicted. I didn't even know I was sick till I was 38 years old. And I'm so grateful to be the person I am now. I love who I am now. That's amazing. I hated who I was. I don't have to stay in that in that ignorance, I was very sick, very self-destructive. I don't have to do that anymore. I can listen to God. What a gift and a privilege to listen to God through prayer. I talk to God. I listen to God. I pause. I do what I'm told most times, or I regret it because it doesn't work. I listen to God, and then I have something to give to the next person. If it's a sponsee, if it's my neighbor, I have love to give. This is a program about love. Love and forgiveness and self-forgiveness. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. And Tricia D., you're up, followed by Felicia S. Is, it, is this Tricia D.? Is it my turn? Yes. Yes, it's your turn. Okay, Thanks. I'm sorry. I was I was unmuting. I didn't hear. Okay, thank you. Good morning, and thank you for allowing me to share. This is Tricia D. from Georgia, a compulsive eater, and I love this paragraph. So, and it speaks to me is so we let God discipline us in the simple way we just outlined. And there's action, more action. Faith without works is dead. You know, when I read about this God disciplining me, God to me does not humiliate, but in his own way, he keeps me humble and grateful. That's a prayer I say every day, Lord, keep me humble and grateful today. But he disciplines me in such a way where he allows natural consequences to occur to let me see what's best for me. For example, uh, my disease of compulsive eating, he is and he must be the power. He is the only power, the only solution to my being neutral with with the food just for today, uh, my volume eating, my daily becoming more aware or conscious of how much my ego wants to take over. You know, my ego saying he wants valid, she wants validation or she wants more control or acting and um, being superior. That all starts in my mind. And I know that it's when God, when I can pause through the steps and the action, because faith without works is dead. Um, when I pause throughout my day, do I, through God's grace, then God disciplines me and he allows me to get into halt, you know, where I'm stopping and pausing. But I have faith that God is in the details. He's always there for me and he speaks to me in my prayers morning and throughout the day. My outreach calls, which is all these are actions, but 
God, God speaks to me and disciplines me in my meetings with my sponsor when I'm sponsoring. But he, they, all these ways he helps me become the woman that he wants me to be. Um, and that just helps me deepen my relationship with him. And the deeper my relationship with God is, is the more I can be that instrument of peace and love that he wants me to be to all the people I'll meet today. And speaking of today, that's where he wants me to stay in today, in the present moment, in the now. And not to make the day a means to an end, but to live, um, you know, be consciously aware that he is walking hand in hand with me in the sunlight of the spirit. Oh, it's so awesome. And so I love his discipline. Thank you so much for letting me share. And I just love vision for you. And I'm so grateful for this program and all the people who do service on this line. God bless and have a great day. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Tricia D. And Felicia F., you're up, followed by Joanne P. Thank you so much for everybody who does service on this line. I'm Felicia S. from New Jersey, and I am a recovering compulsive overeater. You know, um, the, the thing that strikes me from this is the fake faith without works is dead. I, you know, my sponsor really needed to help me figure out and under, not figure out, but understand that, you know, faith is great. Faith is really important. It's what we develop between, you know, after I surrendered in step two and step three. And, and you know, it, it is what continues to grow in step 11 and continues to be nourished. But without works, without actual physical action, just being like, okay, I believe in a power greater than myself. That's not going to keep me abstinent. And if it does, it's not the type of abstinence I want. I don't want white knuckle abstinence today. Um, if I if I want that peace and that freedom, that real freedom, I'm going to actually need to do the work and doing the work is everything from doing the steps, being active, you know, coming here, doing service, sharing, helping with the meeting, reaching out to others, you know, and then we're going to have a whole chapter dedicated just to the joys and, and to the mechanics of how to pass this message on. But, you know, there's a 10, 11, and 12. I hear people sometimes refer to them as the maintenance steps, but I've always been told that they're the growth steps, you know, and that's where my work is going to take place, both internally and externally. Um, And I am so, so grateful for everybody who's come before me and shown me that, you know, there is joy and happiness on the other side. And if I want it, I got to work for it. But I do often get confused between like, oh, I prayed today. That's my work. That's not my work. That's just the start. Um, And I have to have both. I have to have my faith and I have to do the work because one without the other is going to leave me hollow. And if I'm hollow long enough, I'm going to go back to the food. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Felicia S. And Joanne P., please share with us. 
Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. So grateful to be here today. A grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Boy, these words really jump out at me. We are undisciplined. Yes, that's me. Very undisciplined. And when I think about that word discipline, I think disciple is in there. We become disciples. We learn to follow our higher power. So we let God, and I have that circled, we let God discipline us. This program and our 12 steps is such a um, beautiful way of living, such a guide to me to keep me abstinent, to make me understand that I can't do it by myself. Sure, I I believed, I had a higher power. I believed in God when I came into this program, but verbal faith is not enough. Um, Our faith must inspire works. We must take these steps and, and do, you know, there's action and more action. Work the steps every single day of my life. I have become disciplined to just get up in the morning and have a morning routine where I connect with my higher power and um, ask for the right thoughts and actions to, to do, to be of more service to God and to others, because that's my work right now. It's um, what I have to do to stay alive. So faith without works is dead is huge to me. I, I was almost killing myself when I came into this program. I spent most of my life just slowly um, spiraling down. Um, yeah, the progression of this disease was, and I didn't even realize I had a disease. So I'm so grateful to be here today and to abandon myself to my higher power and to surrender and um, surrender my will and trust God in my life. You know, life goes on, and we just have to learn to accept and and be humble, you know, and um, try to practice these steps in all our daily affairs with everyone. And it's a challenge, and these steps give us, give us a roadmap, what to do. You know, there's a step 10, and, of course, step 11, and then, yeah, working with others is the best Um It's what got me here, and I'm so grateful to all of you, especially to my higher power for bringing, yeah, so many people into my life that have really um, saved my life. And I'm so grateful for the gift of years and for my help. um, Yeah, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much for letting me share, and thank you for your service. Thank you, Joanne P., And we are on page 88, reading, we've read, and commenting on the last two paragraphs of the page and chapter that begins, We Alcoholics Are Undisciplined, and ends entirely devoted to step 12. And who else would like to share this morning? Jim S. Toledo. Lulu. Jim. Jim, Lulu. Anita J. Anita J. Sherry M. Sherry M. Barb W. Barb W. Julie P. Julie P. Rasa O. Rasa O. 
Well, that is terrific. So um, I have Jim, Lulu M, Anita J, Sherry M, Barb W, Julie P, and Bossa O. Jim, you're up. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name, followed by Lulu M. Jim S. in Toledo, Ohio. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I uh, have a habit that takes me captive every time I do it, and it has nothing to do with food or any other addictive substance or anything like that. It's just a habit I have. So I came down, and the reading is in on page 88, and it says, we alcoholics are undisciplined. That's exactly what it is with me. I'm undisciplined, and I don't want to do the right thing. I want to do the wrong thing, and uh, I'm just glad that I'm connected with the language of Alcoholics Anonymous, and um, all I need to do is just admit when I'm wrong and let God handle the rest. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you, Jim S. And Lulu M., you're up, followed by Anita J. Good morning. This is Lulu L. Not Thank you. <laughs> I am a recovered for today with gratitude and joy in Florida. And when I first read this line, we alcoholics are undisciplined, I was so offended because I thought I was very disciplined. I had lived a regimented life. I had a particular routine, and it appeared to be working for me. You know, I was not out of control, which is what undisciplined means um, outwardly, right? But inwardly, I was a crazy, messy, (laughs) running hither and thither, this way and that with my thoughts. And, of course, I was very disciplined about eating my food. I didn't eat it in front of anybody, so I was very disciplined about hiding it and crawling in the closet and eating it. So it took a little bit of time to understand uh, how undisciplined I truly was. And we see that word discipline, so we let God discipline us. And, you know, I think of thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And I am so appreciative that my shepherd, with a capital S, comforts me. Um, A staff is a long stick with a hook or a crook at the end that the shepherd uses to guide his sheep. And he watches out for them oh so carefully, each and every one. We may know the story about the shepherd that went and looked for his lost sheep. And and that's how I felt like I was. I was a lost, lost little sheep. Well, maybe not so little. <laughs> so I am so grateful that God shepherded me back, shepherded me to a place of health and wellness and wholeness And I'm improving on that every day. And I just have so much love for A Vision for You, so much love for for those of us who share, for those of us who listen, who are on the line listening, for everyone that makes this meeting happen. Because without that, I would still be crashing around in a very undisciplined manner, out of control. So... 
thank you, thank you. And I will pass with that. Thank you, Lulu L. And Anita J., you're up, followed by Sherry M. Thank you. This is Anita J. Um, I'm out in Boston area. Um, I love this. It works. It really does. And that's the thing is that I tried so many different ways, including what I thought was I'm doing the big book. I'm doing it the way it says. But if you really look closely, or if I let someone else into my life, if I let a sponsor know my pick and choose of these parts of the steps, it would, it doesn't really work if you're not following it the way it's laid out. Yes, it works. It really does when you do it all. And that's always been me, taking what I want and leaving the rest. And, um, you know, they say that in the book, but with these instructions, you've got to do them. But my God has been very patient. In fact, I, I wish he'd had that shepherd's hook, but that he, you know, gave me a poke, but he didn't. Please surrender. You know, surrender was so hard. To let him have all of me, all of me. He doesn't just want uh, my sugar and flour. He wants my life. And, you know, it's turned out that he has so much more in store for me, things that I, my little mind. So why didn't I let him? Who knows? It doesn't matter because I have, I let him now. Every day I try very hard to align my will with his and then live according to. So with that, I thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Anita J. And Sherry M., you're up, followed by Barb W. Oh, good morning, um, Lisa. Nice to hear your voice. And um, my name's Sherry M., and... I'm a grateful member of Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm grateful to be up early, and I'm from Wyoming, and I'm grateful to share. I just, it's not lost on me, the irony of where we're at in the big book, um, coming in in 2018 to Vision for You, and in 2019, finally getting recovered, and, um, you know, I had the um, the opportunity and the gift of uh, doing a special edition uh and I chose this part of the big book. You know, that was the title. It works. It really does. You know, what a promise. Shouting this program from the rooftops. And what happened for me is this paragraph. Um, yeah. So we moved out of state and last June. And when I looked up undisciplined just now, it says uncontrolled in behavior or manner, disobedient, disorderly, badly behaved. Um, and, you know, I thought it was a good idea to have the last two sponsees that I had. They were already recovered. You know, you don't need to check in with me. Check in with each other. And, uh, and, and said, once I get there, I'll get some more sponsees. And didn't know really what was in, and I wasn't being sponsored. So, you know, they were already alluding to we have a whole chapter about working, working, action, and that all of my faith would be dead, you know, without the work. And I just was in this, like, this 
illusion. I just, I had God, you know, it, it worked. My program worked and I was like floating in the sixth dimension. So uh, of course I'll be fine once I get there and everything will be fine. And of course I get here and we don't have cell reception. So now all of a sudden I'm not calling fellows and I am not checking in with anybody. And the, the thing that is so frightening to me is that I was, it was amazing still. <laughs> like I, I had God and this has never happened to me before. And it wasn't long before I started believing the idea that I wasn't, um, you know, maybe I could be like somebody else, like my neighbor that I had just met and um, never picked up, you know, the hardcore stuff, but started engaging in things and not sharing it with anybody and not doing the disciplines, no step 12, no being of service, no being reminded who I was. And that is, you know, it's so simple and I want to make it so complicated, you know, like, oh, it's this and this is what happened. No, what happened is, you know, the steps go in reverse if we're not continually doing them. So there was no step 12. And now, you know, they just started slipping away. And without step 12, <clears throat> the whole thing does not work for me. This is like a cautionary tale. And so, um, you know, and I, I'm, I gotta tell you, when, just to wrap up, I love discipline and I, I thrive on it. And I gotta tell you, being out of calling people regularly, it was really hard for me to start doing it. I was so surprised. And so now I'm back to the things, you know, it's like so simple. Someone said, what did you do before to get recovered? Just do that. And doesn't that sound so simple? But yet my mind, you know, this is a simple program for complicated people. And uh, I'm just so grateful that I have a new sponsor that I'm checking in with, and I never want to be without a sponsor again. And I am just humbled by this disease and where it could have and is and has taken me back to the bedevilments and all of it. So grateful to share my cautionary tale, and I hope everyone has a blessed day today. Bye, Lisa. Thank you, Sherry M. and Barb W. You're up, followed by Julie P. Thank you so much for your service. Barb W. Gratefully Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Naperville, Illinois. And the alcoholics are undisciplined. I, and I, as a caller, it's been said earlier today, I would just work hard. I'd push harder. But if that wasn't enough, I'd push harder. And I'd stay up all night and get stuff done and then prop myself up with food. Kind of like that. And I came into the program, not this program, but another 12-step, and I did one, two, three, one, two, three for, you know, 10 years. One, two, three, one, two, three. I can't, you can, I think I'll let you. I can't, you can, I think I'll let you. Never doing an inventory, never doing the fifth, never doing anything beyond one, two, three, one, two, three. <clears throat> and then undisciplined. I have always wanted to know how to play the cello. It's just this thing. I've always wanted to know how to play, but you know what? I've never wanted to learn it. I didn't want all of that hard work. And I still, to date, I still would love to play the cello, but I'm not going through the process of learning it. So coming into vision and doing the steps with my sponsor and then passing the message on and maintaining my spiritual life and growing in my spiritual life started with me putting down the food. And that was a big discipline. And that just gave me some guardrails so I could take the steps. And I love how it says, so we let God discipline us. So discipline for me in the past, I think I've understood discipline to be like, I am hunted down and I am flogged. <laughs> and here it is, let God discipline us. It's like choosing 
surrendering in a simple way. It's I've heard it's simple. For, it's a simple program for complex people. Raise my hand. Um, I also think of disciplines when I'm thinking of the arts of dancing. You know, learning the steps, repetition, so it becomes a memory, and I can I can lean into it. And my partner in this dance is my higher power. And also true of dance, I'm understanding, is to allow the leader to lead. So I'm not crashing into things. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Allowing myself to be led. And then also holding my little flashlight. And that's part of the action of 12 coming up. I'm so grateful for the program and, and the calls, the days I make calls and make more connections than I even think possible in my schedule and with my um, my stream of life that can be kind of full and bubbly. At least it's bubbly. It's aerated. It's wonderful. I'm so grateful for my life now. And that's all. It's like, you know, I'm doing this dance, being led, even with bunions and hammer toes. You know, it's, it's progress, and I'm grateful to be here. I pass. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Barb W. And Julie P., you're up, followed by Vasa O. Good morning. My name is Julie P., recovered in Minnesota, and I have been sitting here reflecting on the word disciplined. First, I'd like to take the opportunity to welcome all of the newcomers to the meeting. Um, I think of the word disciplined when I first came into OA, and that word just made me bristle. My hair would stand on end, and I didn't want to be disciplined. However, I was disciplined in my self-will, run amok. Um, I had plenty of discipline there, but I'm so grateful for the set-aside prayer that I say every morning um, for you know, help me learn, set aside everything I think I know. And I just wanted to share that for me today, I am so grateful for that discipline of being taught, bless them, change me, making that connection with my higher power, staying spiritually fit, doing the action that this calls for, um, I just had an experience last night that I'm reflecting this morning how truly grateful I am. Um, My husband is a charter captain and was involved in a boating accident yesterday. And all I knew is that there were troubles. And in my past, I would have just emotionally flown all over the place. And the first thing that happened to me was a peace and calm that said, God has this. Everything will be okay. God's will, not my will. And there was peace. And I have to say, to me today, I am so grateful for that discipline of turning to my higher power in that situation. Everything turned out okay, and I'm so grateful But to me today, discipline means emotional sobriety. And after all, that's what I've come for. I didn't know it at first, but today that's the gift I've been given. 
And with that, I wish everybody a great day, and I pass. Thank you, Julie P. And Vasa O, please share with us. Thank you. Am I unmuted? Can I be heard? Thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for your service. And good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And I felt very offended when people said we are undisciplined. I was one of these people. I was like a chicken running around with no head, trying to keep everything together. And uh, I remember coming to the program, and I did step one, two, and three, one, two, and three, because I wanted to become abstinent. And I heard that uh, we would work the steps better if we are abstinent. And, and I'm grateful for, for, you know, for that. But I was not disciplined with the food. I tried so many different things to have that discipline, and I failed over and over and over before I came to recovery. And I, I felt that uh, the, like the lost sheep, you know, and I'm so grateful that God came and found me and brought me to the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. What a gift. And I didn't even know that, you know, anything about the disease or the, the allergy of the body. I had no clue about any of that stuff, you know. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that, that I learned all that. And what I really I was very disciplined, you know, like in many areas of my my life, you know, keeping the house clean, cooking, you know, keeping things in order. And that in keeping in order could be in, not in order. I was more to the extreme person. So uh, I needed to find a power greater than myself to help me with the food addiction and to discipline me in, in other areas. I was so, so hard on myself years ago. And, uh, you know, well, faith without the works is nothing, you know. It's without, it's, you know, I needed to find power greater than myself to discipline me. And what I needed mostly was the emotional discipline and the spiritual, you know, the, the 11th step was just amazing, you know, for me to stop running like a chicken with no head and pray and meditate. And that was really hard for me to do. But I have a discipline and I have a life I never imagined I would ever have in my life, working with the steps, you know, and the peace, the contentment, the joy I've been able given over the years. And even things are not, that are not going okay, God is there to get me through everything that I'm going. It's, sometimes it's really hard, it's difficult, but I don't have to go to the food to make me feel better. I work the steps the way they're laid out, and then we, like, <clears throat> when it came for, the, for me to do the first step, oh, that is my time. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that's my time. It'll be another time. Thanks for letting me see enough pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And I think we have time for two or three more shares, if anyone would like to share this morning. Reva P. Reva. Carmela G. Carmela. Okay, let's go with Reva P. And then Carmela G. Reva, please share with us. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. You know, I'm just listening to the shares, and I'm so struck 
by this word discipline. And I too really um, bristled when I heard that word um, when I first came into program. So I looked it up and it's like somebody shared already, the practice of training a person to obey rules or a code of behavior. And what I thought was discipline was a bunch of Riva rules, rules, um, and especially rules around the food. But was it disciplined? Was it, what was the code? The code was resentment and fear and control and self-will. That was the code I was really, it was like the Riva code, um, which was scattered and, and, and quite negative. Um, so the first discipline was, you know, having a food plan, uh, like separation between meals. Um, and that was tough. And then I'm learning here in this chapter, you know, inventory process or steps five through 11 um, or the whole 12 steps. What's the discipline? The discipline is how I'm thinking. This is all addressing the obsession of my mind. My mind was off and scattered. It was like one of those pinball machines all over the place. Um, and really a lot of um, rules that, that were based on like fear, uh, fear and, and self. So this is disciplining me in these other codes, the principles of steps, love and tolerance. Um, and I love the word let. Um, you know, I let, it sort of reminds me of the step 10 promises. You know, we allow God when I'm in alignment, it's like I'm in a sailboat with the wind behind me, like flowing, you know, with the wind from behind. I'm not like, um, trying to like walk in the opposite direction or upstream. Um, yeah. And it takes action, but it's, it's always starts with my thinking and then my speech and my actions. Um, and recently my son is um, looking at making a big purchase and, and what is my discipline to stay focused on God, thy will be done. How, how can I be the mother God, what have me be and just stay in the God lane. Um, and it's like people have shared simple, but not easy, but you know, discipline is a positive thing. I'm getting to follow different principles. Um, that God guides me on. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And Carmela G., please share with us. Thank you so much. Carmela G., gratefully recovered for this moment from New York. To let God discipline me. I wouldn't let anybody do anything. And how would I let God in my disease discipline me when I thought I was God. I had to manage and control the world. You see, it wouldn't survive without Carmela. Carmela had a direct, direct, direct. This program gave me such a gift, a gift to be able to breathe. In order to live, we need oxygen. And, and to do that, we need to breathe and breathe deeply. And this program helps me take a breath every morning and say, God, I know you have me. Please direct me. And that prevents Carmela from running in chaos, chaos and confusion, and the need to run to a substance 
brought comfort because all the substance did was make me more chaotic. So today, the gift of working these steps, and the funny part is, when I used to read a book, I'd like to go to the end to see what the, what the end was before I finished the beginning. I didn't have the patience. I wanted to do that with the big book, but this program is one step, then the next, so one through 12, and it's that way for a reason, and that means we put one foot in front of the other. And that's how we learn to live, to live a beautiful, peaceful, joyful life. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Carmela G. And we do have time for one more two-minute share. Anyone? Russ M. Russ, please share with us. All right. Good, good morning, Lisa. Russ M. Recover Compulsive Overeater, Norristown, PA. And I know sometimes I, when I get rambling, I don't, I talk and make no sense. But when, when I, this part of the, of the, of the book, when I read this, it brings me right back to when I first came in the program, and that, you know, I was bananas, and I had no discipline, and you know, God wasn't punishing me; He was getting me in order, and it just reminds me of what I have to do every day. Every day, the whole program, not just 10 and 11, but how to live this way of life and that I would be nowhere. I would be nowhere if it's not through these steps and a deeper relationship with God. This, that, that, alcoholics are undisciplined, and so God has to discipline us. That's what that reminds me of, that I'm not, no matter what goes on in my life, no matter how much success or pain or sorrow or not eating, or I overcame all this, that I got to be right back to basics. It's only through God that I'm free, and it's because of this program. And that's that's what this passage did for, does for me. So thanks for letting me share. I hope I made sense today. Love you. Thank you, Russ M., and thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, June the 21st, 2023, is 20,374. That's 20374. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Sherry D., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Absolutely. Good morning, Tribe. Sherry D., Compulsive Overeater in Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great uppercase G, fact, uppercase F for us. 
Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We will be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.